welcome to Take 10 for Men. We are 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health. My name is Sophia Hatzis. I am the host of the show, and we speak to men from all walks of life, like Gotcha for Life founder Gus Walland. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. I truly believe that vulnerability is a new way to lead. There's stuff that we do that is good. There's stuff that we just don't know what we're doing. It's nothing wrong with being human and explaining that to the people that you love. Episodes drop every Monday morning, so make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so you're the first to know when they're available. Welcome to Take 10 for Men and to part two of our conversation with suicide attempt survivor Matt Caruana. If you haven't already, please go back in our feed and listen to part one. It really sets up the crux of this chat. Matt attempted suicide at 16 and fortunately he survived and is still with us, but he has been left with a severe spinal injury and is now in a wheelchair. In this episode, Matt shares with us why he now sees his injury as a gift and how he knows that one day he will walk again. Please note that this episode touches on themes of suicide and depression. If you or anyone else you know needs support, help is always available. You can contact Lifeline at any time on 13 11 14. I was blessed that the social worker asked me to share my story. You know, and again, I don't like talking. Still to this point, I'm not really that comfortable with it, but there was this voice inside of me that was screaming and just said, Matt, if you would help someone, how would it feel? And it's like, I didn't even think. And I just said, yes, <laughs> because the first time I shared, I was scared. I was shaking, but these young people, they came to me and said they were inspired as a result. And so afterwards I was left with this, how do I say, overwhelming, overwhelming feeling of just, you know, confusion, gratitude, <laughs> excitement, <laughs> like what's going on? Like for so long, I believed I'm worthless. For so long, I believed I'm a waste of space that, you know, I, I, I shouldn't be here anymore. And I, I, I hate the fact that I'm here. And now all of a sudden I'm of value to someone. I, I, I choke up still to this day because that, I mean, that moment, oh, the, the feeling it brought, honestly, yeah, I mean, I, I can't bring to words. I really can't. But all that I know is in that moment, I felt grateful for me, for my life, for my injury, because I was able to inspire someone. And, you know, I look back on everything and it's like, it's so funny. The one thing I had resisted all this freaking time is the one thing I need to learn and implement. <laughs> Hell, I, I, I would hide all my struggles, everything I was feeling, everything I was thinking. And now I don't shut up about it. Right, it, it, it's like I needed to learn to open up. You know, when something's up, speak up. I just needed to learn that lesson. But now I've been blessed to develop that and grow it beyond not just my story, but now about the workshops and how people can go within and rise as a result. Yeah, I I love that, and I I think we're so we're all really lucky to have you and to have your light in this world. Um, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about your purpose, because you talked a little bit about purpose at the start. And when you were 12, you had no purpose. So you had no sense of like what the purpose was when it came to the Bible. And I want to give you the opportunity now to talk about what your purpose is. And you touched on this briefly just then when you were talking about the workshops, but what is it that you want to do as Matt now? Like, you know, you were saying before that you had this like external image that you wanted to uphold and now you're in a wheelchair. So that looks has to look very different. Mm. What does your purpose look like now? My, my purpose, my mission is to inform, inspire, and influence millions of mindsets so that they can create positive and profound change in their life. 
And through running, you know, mental fitness workshops, I allow people the opportunity to go within, see what's real within themselves and in their lives, but also how they can take the next step. I, I'm looking to really expand that. I'm, I'm nearly finished the first draft of my book. <laughs> is another thing. <laughs> I'm going to have to read it. Which I'm actually excited about. It's, it's been a quite a journey in, in itself. But yeah, but yeah. Um, that, that's definitely my purpose. Though I see this really developing a long term beyond what I'm currently doing and being about how I say it. Because, you know, the mental health is one thing. The mental fitness is the ev- evolution of that. I think it's going to go beyond that because my injury has given me another gift. Truly has. And I, I, I'm affected waist down in terms of my function, my second sensation. And, I, I, and I've been told I'll never get any function or sensation back. You'll never walk again. All those, those lovely labels you, you get thrown on you. I know I will. You saw that video of me doing a sit to stand. And so I'm, you know, continuously working on that. I see there's so much potential in everyone because I know there's potential within me. The fact that I was gone from a complete spinal cord injury, you know, spinal cord severed into two, to now having nerve function where there's quote quote unquote shouldn't be happening, it's like, no, there is potential in, in each and every one of us. And, you know, it's about time we all tap into it. That you stood today for the first time. Is that right? It wasn't the first time. No. It wasn't the first time. It wasn't the first, it's first time. time I saw it on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> what did that feel like when you could for the first time, when you were told that you'd never be able to do that again? <laughs> I always knew within myself. Even So before my injury, I was really into the gym, really into the gym, into it for the wrong reasons though. But I knew that if I was to push myself, I could, could achieve anything. And in year 10, I was... To my own horn, but I was the biggest kid in school, and I carried that label with me. Everyone like knew me as the guy on steroids. That, that's the label they put on me, even though I never touched the stuff. It was I knew that the reason I'm sharing this is that I knew that there was potential in me, right? And so I was always just that little bit stubborn, but I didn't want to believe it. It's hard not to. It's hard not to. You're constantly told by quote unquote professionals and, and, and everyone. I'm talking about the doctors, the nurses, the OTs, the physios, the, the, even your the, the counselors and all that stuff. They're all like just, you know, telling you. But it's all three of the, all three parts of me my body, mind, and spirit, all in alignment that's allowed me to achieve what I've achieved with the belief, the spirit, you know, saying with complete conviction that this is going to happen. But with my mindset, with the resilience and perseverance to keep at it, no matter how long it's taking, and the body obviously doing the physical rehab, by all things being aligned, I am now succeeding as a result moving forward. And I'm very excited about it. Very excited about it. That's amazing. Like it's truly extraordinary. And just on that note, I wanted to ask you if we could go back to 16. It's like the man that you are now is like incredible. And inspiring and motivated and you know has all these incredible qualities which I'm sure were inside of you when you were 16 but if you could go back and give yourself one piece of advice like to that boy who you know was in his room playing guitar isolating himself you know and made that walk to you know finish everything like what would you go back and tell Matt 16 year old Matt I'd caught Matt outside walking that night I would put it on him I'd say, Matt, 
if I was in your position right now, what would you say to me? If I shared everything that you're thinking right now, shared everything you're feeling with you, how would you, how would you respond? And why? Because I guarantee you, Matt would have done everything he could to save you. I guarantee every, each and every person who's at that place themselves would do what they can to save you. I love that. And now I sort of to wrap up, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your mental health management because we talked a little bit about, you know, how much progress you've made with your injury, which is amazing. And that would obviously have an impact on your mindset. But what are the things that you put in place every day to make sure that you stay mentally resilient and mentally strong? Like, do you have things that are just non-negotiable that you just make sure that you do and tick off? Meditation. Every day. Every day. I'm so big on it. Exercise. I'm so big on it. Though with the right intention, obviously. But when I say right intention, I mean, I'm there to progress. I'm working towards goals and I actually have goals that I'm hitting as well. Having those things in place really help. You saw my guitars, my DJ turntable. <laughs> Loves his music. <laughs> Love my music <laughs> religiously. And you saw that mat I had laying down before like, that I cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, that's a Shakti mat. Honestly, nothing gets me into like, a calm state quite like that does. It's similar to a cold shower, I feel like. <laughs> oh, some people are really into those cold showers to do with the Wim Hof method. I've never been able to do it. Never done it? I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all about it. I love it. There is a certain level of mental resilience that I do not have, and that's cold shower <laughs> level of mental resilience. I'm like, that's getting in the bin. I can't do it. Um, so meditation, is there anything else? Like you mentioned exercise, but like diet or sleep or anything? Diet, well, yeah, yeah. Like obviously keep making sure diet and sleep are in check too. You know, you drink enough water. The basic health stuff that we so commonly just, you know, brush off. It sounds so simple, but when these things are right, typically we feel better. The one big part people are talking about at the moment, I hear a lot about is the gut. You know, if your gut's not right, you're not going to feel right. It's like if you're eating right, if you're eating for you, like the foods that you, you know, can be eating and whatnot, you're be feeling better. And typically when you're not doing well, you're not eating well, you're not sleeping well, you're not drinking enough water, you're not exercising, you're not, you're not doing the things that are keeping you healthy and things that you love. And it's a mixture of those two things. They're going to keep you well, especially what you love. That's where the juice, the fire, the passion that we all have inside of us can really come out. And I see that with what you do here with your podcast. I see that with, with what I do with music, what I do with speaking. I love you know running workshops and all my heart goes into it because there's that love. And so I wake up at 4.30 in the morning excited to get out of bed because I get to run a workshop. It's doing what you love. It's going to bring that happy face. I can see that fire in you so much. And I think that's, it's like electrifying. Like you can tell when someone's really passionate about what they do because the fire just comes out. Like you don't even have to sell it because you sell it yourself. But I wanted to ask when you talk about what you love, but also who you love, has your circle changed much in the last couple of years, in the last even couple of months? Like who do you keep surrounding yourself with? I want to go back to the hospital. You know, not everyone wanted to actually cope with it. It helped support. They didn't know how to, right? And so naturally we drifted. And though the biggest thing I've come to learn is that when you're changing your environment, you, like your external environment, you're changing your internal environment indirectly. So that includes the people you're surrounding yourself with. Naturally, yeah, people I hung around changed and had to. You know, I was hanging around people who I thought, you know, made me feel great. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty and, and excitement and variety going on because, you know, there's a whole lot of drugs, a whole lot of excitement, um, you know, girls, everything, popularity, 
but I didn't really want to feel that, you know, because I felt belittled when I was with them. There's a bit of excitement, yeah, and but I kind of felt frustrated. I wanted to, you know, like I wanted to feel happier in life. I wanted to feel more grateful. Yeah, I want to feel excited, but, you know, it's not really giving me everything I want. <laughs> and so naturally when I shifted my friendship groups and hung around people that made me feel more grateful, more excited, more happy in life, I started, you know, not only to feel that, but the depression and stuff, it started to slowly, like, not go away. That's the, that's the wrong word for it. it. started to quiet down. And then over time, as I made what I love, what I do, my thing, then depression faded away. But anyways, my circles have changed. Like, it's, it's so easy to get caught up in what's external, you know, our bodies, our, our cash, like, like what we have, material things. But if you're relying on your external to affect how, how you feel internally, you, you, you're running on a limited supply. If you feel good in, inside before the external, if you're able to feel good from the inside out, then that's when, you know, your, your true self comes out. We'll wrap it up, but I wanted to ask you one final question. It's the question that I ask all my guests before we say goodbye, which is around gratitude. And so you talked a little bit about meditation and things that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. What are you most grateful for today? It can be one thing, it can be heaps of things, but think about like, what are you grateful for today? What are your new gratefuls? Honestly, it's the fact that I can, I mean, given... The, the lockdown being over, it's the fact that I can see my family. It's the fact that I can connect with them. It's the fact that I can, you know, connect with people like you as well and like have these opportunities. I'm very blessed and to be and grateful for this opportunity today. It's honestly something that I wrote down like every morning, three things you're excited for, three things you're grateful for. This was one of these things. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was very excited and grateful for this. So yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for joining us on Take 10 for Men. It's been incredible meeting you and You've inspired me from afar, but you're definitely uh, inspiring me in person. And I'm very grateful that you opened up your home for us and that we could actually do this in person. It's our first in-person interview. So thank you so much for joining us. And how last thing is like, how best can we find you and support you? Yeah. So my my website is mattcaruana.com. That's M-A-T-T-C-A-R-U-A-N-A.com. And my Instagram is mattshares. Facebook's mattshares on FB. And LinkedIn's just Matthew Caruana. So excited for your future and, and hopefully for ours as well. Thank you for listening to part two of our chat with Matt Caruana. Please remember that if you or anyone else you know needs support, help is always available. You can contact Lifeline at any time on 13 11 14. Thank you again for listening and we'll see you soon. Episodes drop every Monday morning and you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Remember to take 10 and check on the man you love today.